up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Swords early break. Yeah, there's a woo over there. Well rested sip over there today. You went to bed at what time last night? It's okay to tell the people. Right after eight. That's that there's nothing wrong with that. We we kept asking for two days when does jet lag set in, and maybe it set in for you yesterday finally. I think it did. I, I went to great. bed before ten last night, and I was tired this morning, so maybe today is when I finally have a little jet lag, but it took three days for that to happen. Well, we're rolling now. We're here, though. Yeah, we got coffee. Coffee is tasty. We really haven't missed a beat. Shout out Bagels and Joe for the great coffee. Thank yeah. you, as always. Yeah, God, I can't wait to hit one. I, I just didn't have time before the show to pour one. People are already calling. Yeah, we're, we're one Woo. minute into the show. We already have somebody calling. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, too. We do. We do. Scott Frost and players spoke yesterday. Today, we'll hear from Mark Whipple, right? And Eric Shenander? Yeah, Whipple and Shenander today. Both both coordinators today. I saw people were at me on the on the on three Nebraska message board for pumping sunshine, not pumping sunshine yesterday, but what were you pumping? Full apology mode, I guess. I don't know. Was I in full apology mode? I went. I w- took my, I took my prediction from seven and five to five and seven. That doesn't sound all that. Doesn't sound very sunny to no. me. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever he says whatever <laughs> eh, whatever you, you jerks your message board i think jerks. i think there's a lot of people that like to wallow and they, they feel better if they're in that mode than if they're actually feeling good which is sad but true well you know when yeah it is it feels kind of true that people it's do definitely. like to wallow. Oh, uh, some people like this this nebraska situation i'm convinced of it I know. Yeah, in and, fact, and, I know and, there are people. And these are either Nebraska fans. I don't not, know if they're fans. Well, I, don't, I, don't I mean, know what the but hell yeah, they are. I don't know what the hell look they at are. Still asterisk ne- ne- Nebra- quotation Nebraska fans. These aren't like K State fans or Wisconsin fans. We're talking about people that people that have associated with Nebraska. I guess I don't know what they associate with, but um, the yeah, that's it. Frost talked yesterday. His his um, demeanor was how do his he was. Definitely upbeat. I think as the leader, you have to be more so. <laughs> shaking your head. More no, no, so, that wasn't. That was. I, I agree with you. More so than than. I thought Newsom, Quentin, the cornerback, and Tanner, Caleb, the. I'm gonna uh, go last name first. Here, you know, huh? <laughs> the uh, edge rusher, Stephen. Yes, were they were a little more real, kind of grounded in reality. The defense, I think those guys are. I think they'll play with a hard edge on Saturday. Well, they need to. They didn't play very well on Saturday against a team that I don't think has a great offense. Northwestern might be improved offensively. They, they, I can tell you for sure that will not be a great offense this entire season. Right? Northwestern's offense will not be considered great by season's end by anybody. Uh-uh. It, it's probably improved. I'm not, I'm not, it's probably I don't know improved the, what, over could last they, year. Could they have two 1,000-yard rushers? I don't think so. They, they, 
two close. Maybe one gets it, one's close. But I, I, I'd be surprised if both. Yeah, it's really good. Scott Frost yesterday uh, expanded on the the quote the quote post game of Northwestern about needing to be more creative on offense. Yeah. Here is his response to that. Yeah, I didn't even realize I said that after the game. Uh, I was, I guess, kind of referring to the run game more than anything. Coach Whip's really good. He knows his stuff. Thought he did a really good job calling the game. Um, we've gotten better up front. There's no doubt about it. We're better at running back. There's no doubt about it. Um, but in the Big Ten, it's hard to just turn around and hand it to a back and think you're going to be real consistent. So uh, I, I think I was referring to coming off the game just – Maybe having uh, a few more things in the run game that um, that are schemed for the particular opponent. Well, I would say this. Um, first of all, yeah, he walked. He walked everything back. Now, walked now back. is Nebraska definitely better up front? I don't know about that. That that that, they, that group needs to prove that. Now, now, Aaron Davis. I think it was Aaron yesterday that mentioned the offensive line. That group is together for the first time. They never played together. Not. Um, and that – we have to allow for things like that at least by Wednesday. I mean, we can get all our shouting out of the, and our morose evaluation out of the way on Monday and Tuesday and then acknowledge certain things like the offensive line that was their first go-round together in a game. Now, maybe they'll make sizable progress going forward. That's what you hope. But I, I, I'm not ready to say they're better. I'm not. I, I'm not either. Now, I thought the first half they played pretty well in yeah. general. I think, I think Nebraska played pretty well as a team. They had the, obviously a, a bad finish to the first half. But through two and a half quarters, the team offensively was playing good. And that includes the offensive line. They got a little bit leaky when Northwestern started you know, blitzing. Yeah, and the run game was never great the whole game, the whole, the whole day. But I thought it got worse later on. But uh, that's where my thoughts are. Uh, before we get to Tim on the phone, uh, also Scott Frost. Hey, is there any tension between you and Mark Whipple? Yeah, how about that, Frost? No, not at all. Uh, it's it's it, he he's he's really smart, really good at what he does. Um, we have a lot of other coaches that are really smart, really good good at what they do. Uh, we just need to to find our rhythm of putting all the best stuff together and. I thought it was good on Saturday. Um, it can be better. I have a, a lot of issues in the world, obviously. Oh, all right. right. I, I have a Lay hard, him out there. I have a hard time kind of getting along. Um, <laughs> and th- this is a great example. What if there was tension? Is that so bad? Why do we, why do we as media and fans act horrified if there's some tension between a head coach and a and a play caller uh i would i'd respond this way it's the first game of the season who cares this is this there there's a lot of pressure over there i don't care what game it is you think that tension is just natural when there's just a bunch of pressure of course there's tension there's there's been tension on this show of course (laughs) there is you're you're humans are dealing with each other Mm -hmm. and in this case they're dealing with each other in a incredibly incredibly intense environment and turned up by the fact that everybody's coaching for their jobs this year. Okay. If there's, I'd, I'd be kind of freaked out if there wasn't tension, if there wasn't barking on the, on the headset sometimes that would be a really weird development to me, but we sit around going, Oh my God, is Whipple and 
cross? Are there is there tension? Well, it uh, is there tension. I get what you're saying, but you understand oh you understand the question break. regarding this. No, this, I don't understand. This is a coach, a head coach who has called the plays every season so far for Nebraska. Right, at least. What if, at least no, I don't the understand time. the question. Is there tension? Who cares if there? Uh, yes, there is tension. If I was Frost, I would say, "Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of tension." <laughs> I'm 0 one, and I need yeah. to win probably six in a row here pretty quick. Yeah, it's tense. There's tension, and there's some barking at each other. There, there should be. You don't think those coaches well, are barking at each I, other I, sometimes? Here's what I, th- I think. Before I think, when people say tension, they're they're asking, "Is there a trust?" With Scott Frost tomorrow. No, that's not what they're saying. They're asking about tension. But that, <laughs> don't that, try that, to. I know, no. but I view tension as kind of a trust issue. No, well, kind. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, that goes back to: Do you trust Mark Whipple to but run your offense? You have been the guy that's in charge. Two, two separate questions, though. Well, my view of the tension says: Hey, is do you do you trust Mark Whipple? That's where I think there's tension that comes in. <laughs> Well, why don't you just ask that question then? Do you that, trust Mark Whipple? I mean, that's what you yeah, I'm sure he'd say, of course you did. Uh, we got a call from Tim on the right. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Tim, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Tim. Um, the first thing I want to do is I just want to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife. Uh, three years ago today, um, she made me the happiest man. So um, All right. I appreciate her. Our right. anniversary today. Congrats. Um, the second thing I want to do is I want to give you guys a shout-out because I used to listen to your guys' show, you know, sporadically when I had a chance. But I'll, I'll admit, guys, um, I catch your show every day. Um, if I'm not listening to the mornings, I listen to the podcast in the afternoon. And you guys do an awesome job. Wow. Um, I just want to give you guys a pat on the back for that, too. Thank so, you, Tim. That's nice um, I, I Right before I called in or as I was on waiting to get on the air there, um, I sent you guys a screenshot. Um I found something last night. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, Nebraska, according to Vegas, according to Caesar Sportsbook, their odds to win the Big Ten, they have not changed before uh, since, since we even took the field last Saturday. So if you're looking at the way Vegas is approaching this, they're basically telling you, everybody, that, hey, it was just a one-game thing. Um, they don't think it's going to play out the way of what we kind of seen on Saturday or how we kind of feel. Hmm. So since that odds is still up, I kind of went ahead and looked at the Oklahoma-Nebraska game. And I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, because, you know, I'm a Husker fan through and through. But if I think Nebraska is going to get beat by four and a half points, which is what Oklahoma is favored by, am I foolish to lay some money on the Sooners? Now, I'm not doing that because I'm saying I want Nebraska to get beat. But if you think it's inevitable – if you think we don't got the big hog mollies up front, guys, on both offensive and defensive line, because that's what we came down to the conclusion yesterday, right? We can't block and we can't tackle right now. We can't do the simple fundamentals. Oh, oh, yeah. If we can't do the simple fundamentals, and we don't got the big boys to push around, guys, I don't see a reason not to put money down on that game, on Oklahoma, four and a half. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. It could be a setup because the line hasn't moved from the get-go. Hmm. What do you guys think? Thanks, huh. Oklahoma's only four and a half. That's, well, it, that, Oklahoma's favored by four and a half. And how much we learn? I mean, they their first two games are UTEP this Saturday and Kent State. Who don't don't sleep on Kent State? They're supposed to be one of the favorites in the MAC. And the I'm, MAC I'm, is a, I'm sleeping on the Kent MAC State. has had upsets. We had an upset in this stadium five don't years ago against Kent Northern State. Illinois of the MAC conference. All right, I'm just saying. Okay, Oklahoma should win, but Kent State is is seen as maybe the best team in the MAC. Okay. Now, if Oklahoma destroys them, mm-hmm. then then yeah, put a bunch of money in Oklahoma to cover that spread of four and a half. 
I ooh. now now a couple things, Tim. I didn't say I don't think you said or nor I that Nebraska is a bad tackling team and can't block. I we said in the first game they didn't do a good job of that. They had fourteen missed tackles. I don't I don't know if that yeah, according to Pro Football yep. Focus. Um Frost said there was just a what do you say, four to six blatant missed tackles. Tim, I didn't say they were a bad tackling team, nor did I say they couldn't block. I said they didn't block well in the opener and they didn't they didn't run block well in the opener and they didn't tackle well in open in the open field in the opener. Now that can get that you can that can improve. Um we'll see. Oklahoma's only four and a half. I'd take Oklahoma right now. Yeah, do you think that just has not been adjusted yet or not? I don't know. That was the line before the Northwestern game for the Oklahoma game. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that low. And also, I'm curious, the line, the odds to win the Big Ten, they haven't changed. Is that just they have not updated it, or is that truly how they believe Nebraska has a chance? I'm guessing they haven't updated it. That's that's my assumption, too. I mean, if you, it's just, and that's not even, I'm not, that's not commentary on, on whether I think Nebraska's better or worse than they were going into the opener. I happen to think they're not quite as good, but it doesn't matter. Um, if you lose your opener, your chances to win the West diminish considerably. So I don't know why why that hasn't been changed. But as far as the Oklahoma game goes, I'm surprised Oklahoma's only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And, yeah, I'd pick Oklahoma uh, to cover that, subject to – change i mean you can nebraska can make progress enough progress in the next two games to change my mind a little bit and oklahoma could change my mind either way i mean maybe oklahoma's better than i thought well, they'll show that let's let's pause and go back to last year for a second nebraska loses the first game to illinois they win the next two against fordham and buffalo was that enough to change your mind about the potential success of the season no but the oklahoma game did the Oklahoma game did when they barely That's lost. When, yeah, the Oklahoma game in the second quarter. By the by, the end of the second quarter, I was telling Parker and Baz, "Hey, look, what? I mean, you see what I'm seeing here? Nebraska is pretty much on even terms with the number what team in the country at the time? They were a top ten team, yeah, top right? ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, now, I, I was adjusting the way I was thinking about Nebraska." By the by, halftime of Oklahoma because it because it was clear to me Nebraska wasn't at a profound talent disadvantage against Oklahoma. They weren't getting shoved around the field. The skill players didn't look like Oklahoma had a tremendous advantage. Right? They didn't. No, that game was very very even. It all was the way telling. Through. Yeah, it was telling, and it, and it ended up being telling because it it wasn't. It was like, what two weeks later where Michigan, which ended up being in the college football playoff barely escaped Lincoln with a win. And those teams looked – I thought Oklahoma was better – I thought Michigan was better than Oklahoma, um, and they proved out to be. But, yeah, I – yeah, that's that's what I'd say, Tim. Thank you for the call and the compliments. 464-5685. Here's some text coming in. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, Brent Minnesota says, <laughs> without looking, I'm going to guess Nebraska was already at the maxed out odds to win the Big Ten. Uh, Lane says, you need to start talking about Nebraska losing Saturday. This coaching staff and team has consistently been underwhelming with play and coaching. Nebraska football has, has um, made watching college football just really unenjoyable. Hmm. Hmm. Frost, in his opening statement, to conclude his opening statement yesterday, said we're in a good spot. The kids feel like they're in a good spot. Paraphrasing, you probably have the sound, but I don't want you. Don't have to play the whole opening statement. The Frost feels like they're in a good spot now. Whether he, I mean, again, he's the leader. He has to project positivity. That's he has to right now. Well, here, but he says that inside the building, yeah, they're really excited. Well, here's what he said. How how has the locker room responded past that loss, Scott Frost? Yesterday, this is the best locker room and culture we've had. Uh, the tightest team we've had um, in the building. Everybody's excited, um, disappointed, but excited. Um, we know we got to get it done this year as a staff, the team, but it, that doesn't matter. I, I want this for the kids, and we got a great bunch of kids that believe in themselves right now and, and feel like they have a lot to prove. So, does it do anything to dampen that enthusiasm? No, uh, I think it probably only strengthens resolve. I don't know. I mean, this is that. This is where you get to that us against the world mm. thing. It almost sounds like you. Do you need to wall it off? You can't wall it off. You just can't. You can't. The kids are gonna. The negativity's gonna seep in. I mean, it, this is no doubt about it. The kids are gonna hear it. Um, they're they're gonna read it on message boards. They're gonna read it on Twitter. It's inevitable. There's nothing – I just don't think as a head coach there's anything you can do but try to stay positive within your walls because it's really negative out there. Oh, yeah. Well, you've lost Even, seven straight games in general. Right. Going back to last season. Right. Seven straight. Right. Um, I don't know what those six have to do with this year, but the the you've lost one and pretty much everybody's cashing in, it seems like. Right? Doesn't it, well, it, it, does it, it seem like that to you? Because it feels like the same old, same old. I right. Mean, you, you want – to have the start of the season just be different than what has been for the previous four years. You want you want a sign that, hey, this might go well this year. And the sign was not delivered on Saturday. It was the same old, same old. Take a lead, blow it. Take a lead, blow it, game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard in South Carolina says, why do you have to be positive? How about being pissed off? That's not a – I mean, that's – I, I want to see a pissed-off team. Yeah. Like, I said all offseason, I, said, I, I want to see a team that's on a mission. I don't care if they're friendly to the media or, or the people. It, I want to see a team that goes out there and I can tell, hey, this team's pissed. They don't like what people have said about them, and they want to go prove that they have something that they want to gain here, that they, that they have a goal for the season. Richard in South Carolina does make a good point there. Why do you have to be positive – how about being pissed off? That's a, not a bad I'm, Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. Quentin Newsom seemed pissed off. Now, we didn't get a great representation of the players because there's only going to – we're not going to this week because only three are, were available yesterday, and that will be the three this week until Saturday after the game. 
no players available today. Um, now that's a change. Now I don't I don't I don't know why Scott decided to go that route, but he made three players available yesterday. That'll be it for the week. Casey Thompson, Caleb Tanner, and Quentin Newsom. Well, here is Quentin Newsom yesterday. Yeah, he's he wasn't happy. Uh, he was asked, "Does the defense need to work on tackling?" Quentin Newsom. I would say just just finishing tackles. Um, you know, just I mean, it was first game. You know, uh, so you know, coaches want to get keep our body fresh. So coming into the game, we weren't doing too much tackling, just to uh, make sure everybody was good physically. But um, I would say yes, that we need to work on our tackling. Okay, now now it's Wednesday. They hadn't practiced. Not I don't think they've gone hard in full pads this week. It's Wednesday. Now, today, okay, so because, I mean, think about it. They got back at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. on Sunday Sunday, morning. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So, Monday, you weren't going to turn them loose in full pads and go full scrimmage. It would have been really weird, right? Um, something bad would have happened, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that something bad does not happen. <laughs> right. Low sleep. Right. Tuesday, Tuesday same, probably same type of deal. Now, today, they'll go in full pads and have a regular practice. If you're Eric Chenander, you say, okay, a lot of this practice is going to be we're tackling live. However you well, we I set think it you up. Have to. I, I, I too, Don't you too, have to? I think you do, yes. I mean, I mean you under, understand you just lost one of your winnable games of the season. Well, it was supposed it's to be. It's not that. It's that they didn't tackle well. And now, and now you can't afford to have any more lapses in uh-huh. tackling, which was a huge problem for Nebraska. Right. They got, I, think, I think you have to address it in a big way and not act like it didn't happen. I mean, isn't that just the obvious – isn't that an obvious statement? Yeah. Now, Scott did kind of play it down. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't tackle terribly, he said. Um, I don't know if you have that. He was asked yes. – I asked him about it. I asked the question. Um, Here's Scott Frost on – Geraldo Rivera asked the question. Go ahead. Yeah, it, overall it wasn't bad. We had, I, I don't know, four or five or six glaring ones. Um, open field ones give a lot of credit to their backs I thought they did a really good job at the end of end of runs with one last cut and um, I overall I, I believe in this group I think they're going to be a really good tackling unit um, you know, our long run they missed a couple tackles a couple of their runs we missed a couple tackles I did see that getting better as the year goes on overall it wasn't bad <sighs> that's his opening thoughts on it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now see see the distinction Pro Football Focus says fourteen missed tackles. Scott says what four to four, five yep, to six, mm-hmm. six at the most. He says, yeah. So I thought the tackling, and I'm not even talking all about just tack, pure missed tackling. There was guys out of position at times. There were there were well, there were non tackling issues like bus in the secondary. But there are guys out of that they went fitting well all the time. Scott said Northwestern caught them. A couple times um, with scheme with scheme that they that Nebraska hadn't seen um, sounds familiar. Yeah, so let's see what Kevin has to say. Let's get a call from Kevin on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Kevin, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm still pissed off about the game, but uh, you know the last. Six games from last year and the one from this year does matter because nothing has changed. Uh, still boneheaded call, uh, you know, from the coach. And if this was Hoiberg, hmm. simple, 
Yeah. You would have said fired him. No, I wouldn't have. Quit protecting him. Uh, <laughs> I'm not protecting anybody. I just want to see how it plays out. And that's what I'd say about Fred, too. I mean, he's got Fred's in the same situation. It's got to play out. <laughs> there goes Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, just wanted to get, Kevin just wanted to take a shot at you. Yeah, that was a good shot. He took a good shot. <laughs> he took a good shot. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna call for his job right now. I want to see. You got. I think you're just in a situation now where you gotta see how it plays out, and I think it will become apparent. I think it will become apparent. That's what I think. Yeah, I, some people already believe it's apparent, but the season's one game in. Well, they're I, projecting Nebraska to have similar issues as they've had in last years, and just close losses where there's baffling decisions made that prevent you from winning a football game. Yeah. That's because they're hurt. Nebraska fans are very hurt right now. I understand that. They're, they're in pain. Yeah, I'm saying that the plane is is spiraling, and I can see yeah. treetops. I mean, it's. I'm not obviously. This is gonna. Is the engine still firing? Yeah, the per, the the percentage of him pulling out of this is getting pretty low. Okay, so that let's just see. Let's just see. You got to play the games, right? Yep. Let's get a call from Vince, who's awake early uh, in Napa, California. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Vince, how are you? Vince, how are you? Well, I'm alive, but we'll go ahead. It's, but um, <laughs> well, anyhow, I mean, so, you know, so, so you know, so you guys were talking about okay, uh, or or were musing about okay, is there uh, tension between Whipple and Frost? Is there trust between? Whipple and Frost, but I, I think as a fan base, you know, what's really growing, you know, what's really growing readily apparent is, you know, is the, is the waning, is the waning trust between us as fans with Scott Frost himself, because there was, there was a stat that was tweeted out yesterday about how um, on Saturday, <clears throat> before the onside kick, there was, Nebraska had an 88% probability of winning the game. And, um, and then they, and then they, it had listed five other games in the Scott Frost era where there was a chance at any point in the game um, where there where it was an eight, an eighty plus percent chance of winning. So to me, and I know they, I know it may sound like a cockamamie stat or, or whatever, but to me, when you have that probability, and and they pointed out games going back to twenty eighteen and. 2019 and 2020, what have you, and and last year as well. But um, <clears throat> what that stat tells me is when you have a chance of an 80-plus percent chance of winning the game, that means, to me, it's your game to win. And that means when it's your game to win, you know, you take, you know, you take that sucker by the throat, and, and there is not a single damn scenario where you give it away. And so – I think that's part of where the waning trust issues come with uh, with Coach Frost. And to your point, Jake, um, as far as the, as far as the mentality of the team, you're damn right. I want to see a pissed off team. I don't. I, I haven't seen a pissed off team enough. But I can tell you one thing. Oh boy, this is a pissed off fan. <laughs> this is a pissed off fan that wants to see a team go out there and fight with bloody knuckles. And I've opened up my damn garage door to my freaking neighbor, Jeremy. There it was. Oh, that, that might have been the biggest explosion yet from me. I'm a pissed off fan. He just opened his garage door. Thank you, Vince. 
<laughs> I, I just feel terrible for your neighbors, Vince. I really do. Okay, I, so there's well, a this there's a I don't know where to go. There's an important distinction to be made. There's uh, there's this is hard to say. This is this is rough dis- discussion, right? But there's people that have given up on frost. Now there's a distinction though. I think you can a fan could give up on frost being an effective head coach without giving without giving up on the players. That's fair, but what does that what does that put you at? Then? I don't know. That's that's the that's the rough, that's a real rough part of the discussion. How many times have we really seen a team, whether it's college, pro, whatever sport, that the team overcomes horrible coaching? Ed Orgeron, Les Miles. Ed didn't coach poorly that year in 2019, whenever, whenever Joe Burrow had his year. They're not great head coaches, though. Right. And they weren't great head coaches but they at, did, but at they any point. Right, but they didn't do anything to tear that team down. No. Like he, Ed, Ed didn't make well, stupid now, decisions. Right, right. That killed the team. Right. Now the debate is, did that – did the onside kick kill the chances of Nebraska to win that game? Well, as Vince said, I mean, at that point, Nebraska was seen as an 88% chance to win the football game. Mm-hmm. And they, they gave away. And then it went down to. I don't know what it went down to after the touchdown. Right. But still. Well, well I'd have to know that. That's a critical piece of them. Right. And, and Northwestern, the they could have gone out and scored with the long, you know, a regular kick. But right. the fact is you gave them more life, more chances to give it, to get easier. But that's side of the field. but I think I identified what we're talking about here, right? That a lot of people have given up on Frost being an effective leader, but but in doing so, can you still believe in the players? Yeah, I think you can. Um, you can believe in Casey Thompson. Um, I mean, Scott's fifteen and thirty-one. There's just not there's just not much you can there's not much you push back on, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It is. It's we're ta- that we're dealing with something that's pretty unappealing right now. Of course, it's unappealing. Nebraska is zero and one. Scott Frost is a horrendous coaching record at Nebraska. They were three and nine last football season. They've lost seven straight games. What's appealing about that? As far as tackling goes, we can have a more productive conversation. Richard again weighs in. He and he makes a great point about tackling. Nobody is great he said, at one-on-one tackles in open space. The key, are you listening? Mm-hmm. The key is having the cavalry there. He says, watch Iowa, your, your program, your, one of your favorite programs. Watch Iowa them. and Wisconsin tackle in the open field. There's four or five guys less than three yards away from the ball. That's how you get better at tackling. Iowa is a great tackling team. Wisconsin is a great tackling Caleb team. Caleb Tanner emphasized yesterday we have to run to the ball we have to get better at running to the ball swarming have guys around if a guy misses a tackle there's another guy there to clean up i don't get why that's not just a a concept always on defense i think it is a concept it's a matter of executing the concept (laughs) what's so hard just go swarm to the ball if the the ball if the guy has the ball then have guys go tackle it multiple bring him down sean callahan next in early break in the ticket 